Who's going to be next? You guys got any predictions? Who who will we see next? Microsoft hasn't had a big data breach for a while. I think it's their turn. I will, I'm thinking Amazon, considering these messages. <laughs> I'm <getting>. <laughs> <laughs> and they also pissed off a they pissed off a uh, book publishing company, right? Please. <laughs> This is episode 97 of Yet. Every week, Wednesday evening, yet another tech show.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. This guy right here, that's Ant Pruitt. How's it going, Ant? Unbelievable as always, Mr. Lee. What's going on? Good stuff. Also, Mike Rothman from Frisco. Mike, how you doing? Glad to be here, guys, and don't call it Frisco. <laughs> We're going to call you Frisco Mike. Oh, man, that, them's fighting words. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Man, you might want to duck now. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing this isn't in 3D. It could be trouble. <laughs> you want to see me throw a broadband right. fire? <laughs> it's all like DDoSs and stuff. We don't throw fists. We throw packets, and we throw okay. a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's start things out. Last week, or last episode, I should say, we talked about uh, the the Beats rumor, right? Apple Beats. Can we can we put it to rest? It happened. It's not a rumor, or it is happening. Three. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's confirmed, bro. Three Instagrams for uh, Beats. I think you have to say congratulations to Dr. Dre. Really, his, though. He got, his, he got a major payday here. Dr. Dre <laughs> charges like a quarter of a million per beat. I'm pretty sure he's. <laughs> Dr. Dre has been enjoying a payday since, like, the early 90s, probably since the late 80s. So, I mean, of course, more is always better. But, like Biggie said, more money, more problems. So, I don't know. Oh, man. That dude, he really did um, hit a milestone, though. I mean, nobody yeah. else in hip-hop has had a payday like this. No, nobody this else. Is this is scoff, if you will, but this is real money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, nobody else in hip-hop, I don't think, and I, I kind of follow this a little bit, not not a whole bunch, but you know, I, I like to, to write here and there, and I, I don't think anybody else has been attached to such a large, not, I mean, is it name brand? It, it's, of course, name brand, right? But, I mean, such a household name, right? It's always been kind of underground and the kids and the parental advisory stickers, and here you have Dr. Dre from Compton, like, the chronic i mean this is like one of the the figures that kind of stands out in my mind and it's apple life it is kind of right apple dre this is like a modern american hero story it's kind of crazy i want to yeah. see the movie the yeah. bigger thing is though he, he he's on the org chart now dr dre is on the org chart of apple seriously you got you got a seat on the board what's the story well, he's just um, one of the senior senior executive guys. Now, him and the uh, Iovine, is that how you pronounce his last yeah, name? Yeah, Jimmy Iovine. 
That's yeah, cool. He, That's cool. They both got um, senior executive positions there, so they are on the freaking org chart. I don't think they're on the board, but they're on the org chart. That's that's pretty that's, damn big. That's, that's significant. Which, and I mean, personally, I'm not f- super familiar, obviously, with Apple's org chart, but do, can you think of any other music industry types that are are kind of a guiding hand in what's going on with this? I can't. I can't. Right? <laughs> I no, did. I, I, yeah, go ahead, Mike. I know. Now, I think there's an fl- interesting flip side to this story, which is, you know, Beats Music is sort of a, it's a newcomer to the streaming business, and it makes flashy, well-known headphones, but not necessarily of the very best quality, really. And it feels like it's contrary to the Apple brand to me. Like I it, totally agree. It diminishes if Apple stands for the very best in design and the very best in technology. Beats doesn't really measure up in either of those regards to me, and it sort of feels like a desperation play. Is it that I mean, though, or is it the is it the numbers? Because Beats has a huge following of a certain demographic of younger, you know, people. That I mean, if they can merge that into Apple's. Granted, a lot of those kids probably already have iPhones, right? If they're not using right, Android. No. The the last big De- Beats deal, if memory serves, before Apple was that Beats was uh, branded with HTC devices. Right. And HTC said, please go away. But that yeah. was different. That was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like branding a phone, though. This is like, we're buying you. You are now, uh, we own you now. I think it's cool for Beats. I'm happy for Beats. I'm happy for the people behind Beats like Dr. Dre. I just don't know what how much is it really going to do for Apple. Right. You know, my, my take on it is, number one, fortunately, it's not for the hardware. It's strictly the streaming service. But yeah. the extra point was there's only, I want to say I saw on um, somebody's press release, there's only about 110, was it 100 million or it was a fairly small number uh, of subscribers to the beat streaming service in comparison to the Spotify's and RDOs and so forth, which is what Matt was asking last week. Like, why not buy Spotify? Right, why right. Not buy the other ones. They have a much bigger subscriber base, so you can get a few more mind shares in there. Uh, what are they going to do with this smaller bucket of consumers? And you know, how are they going to make it grow? I kind of I like what Mike Elgin posted on Google Plus uh, about it. He says uh, he thinks Apple decided that it needed to sell over the ear headphones and separately sell better earbuds than the ones that are included with iPhones. He says Apple reasoned that no matter what they couldn't, uh, no matter what they couldn't beat Beats in the market as far as that end. He said also that Apple couldn't fathom the idea of having a minority market share in something as central to their identity as music hardware. So they bought Beats to prevent the company from being perceived as a loser in a major music hardware category. Uh, He says they may still launch Apple-branded headphones and premium earbuds, and no matter what, will dominate the market. I thought that was an an interesting because I I didn't I hadn't heard that that yet. Like that's that's kind of interesting. That is. I that think he's. I think he's. You know, he's a smart guy. Yeah, you think it's a little Apple and, ego saying, oh, "We would, we would prefer it if you just, you know, weren't beating us in these sales." But is that really their section? 
I mean, they sell music, right? So it kind of has to be. Well, again, getting back to Mike's earlier point about the, the old Apple and sort of pivoting into something totally different. The old Apple was about was a lot about music. You know, that was Jobs' big thing. You know, how much he enjoyed music and everything he did. Well, it's the iPod, right? That's what started it. That's what started their, their big explosion was the iPod. And you know how, like, how recognizable those white earbuds are, right? Like, when they first came out, there was yeah, nothing was like those. You knew what they were connected to, right? And kind of yeah, Beats is, yeah, I don't know. I could see that kind of becoming that thing now. You know, that's the connection. B- both Apple and Beats have smart marketing. Also, right? Hugely smart marketing, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Beats, is, Beats, I think, is really best understood as a as a smart marketing company. Yeah, it's you fashion. Know? It's not. It's, it's fashion, fashion first and then engineering in the quality of the sound with somebody who you would assume has an amazing ear for this kind of stuff as it's person like right like as it's front man i mean dre that's that's it now i gotta tell you i'm i'm a major uh spotify user and i Mm -hmm. dabble with google music and one or two Mm -hmm. others uh i took a look at beats music service and eh, it doesn't do anything for me honestly (laughs) i didn't even know they had one i thought they were just headphones like uh the skull candies right same kind of crappy sound but they're big and maybe some of them sound decent but not really well i've I've heard of the service but i never tried the service um and and if i want to if i remember right when i read the apple press release it talked about how the service is just another subscription option that caters to your particular tastes and give you recommendations and so forth, which in a nutshell is no different from the other services out there, right? Yeah, that's cool. I can do that. (laughs) There must be half a dozen subscription services around now. Right. You know, so what necessarily, again, what, what makes them viable? That's what I wanted to know. And maybe it is the marketing team that could get more people in. I don't know. Hardware marketing and a new face for Apple for some of its marketing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys see this? Speaking of Apple uh, in Australia, they hey, are... WWDC is coming up. You think we'll see Dr. Dre there? That right? would be hilarious. Giving the keynote, mixing all of the music, <laughs> giving the keynote, and then bringing up Snoop Dogg. Dr. Dre comes. And then Snoop Dogg with him to and show up. He's like, but on. wait, there's more. Snoop. I would applaud Apple on that one. Would that, that blow that, your mind? <laughs> that would. I, I, I would give him props on that. <laughs> that would be so great. Uh, but, yeah, in, in Australia, the Australian government, they have a Stay Smart Online service, and uh, they're issuing a bunch of warnings to Apple users saying that you should change your passwords like yesterday. Uh, I guess a bunch of iCloud accounts uh, are getting hijacked. So, I don't know. Do you guys have iCloud accounts, and did you get a message about this? No and no. Okay. It says, with the possibility that the attack is linked to your Apple ID, affected users are advised to change the Apple ID password as soon as possible. Users not affected may also consider changing their Apple ID uh, password as a precaution. Uh, Apple issued a statement to Fairfax Media Wednesday stating that iCloud service had not been hacked, but that impacted users should change their ID password as soon as possible and avoid using the same password for multiple services. So they said we weren't hacked, but if you 
were you should change your password i don't get uh, yeah, that i don't understand that a little talking out of the side of the neck there you know we were not affected right hey, it's, please it, change your password thanks yeah right we're not affected but if we were you should change your password so you should change I've got, it i've got security warning burnout i mean <laughs> that is not a good thing mike a few days ago it was it was ebay and a few days before that it was someone else and then it was before that it was last pass i'm I can't keep track of them all. I, I would be spending all day, every day, changing passwords if I listened to all that crap. You would, right? What's you would pretty do? much never stop. Just, <laughs> oh, I'm back to number one. Oh, it's it's a new month. Better change them again. <laughs> That's great. Uh, they say the attacks, which were initially only impacting device owners in Australia, involve a hacker logging into Apple iCloud accounts and using the lost device feature to lock users out. A message then demands a ransom of between 50 and $100 for the device to be unlocked. That's, that's a little, little, uh, little play out of, uh, what's that one called? Crypto Lockers book. Crypto I mean, locker, yeah. any kind of ransom malware type of, of thing, yeah. but that being the most recent. That's kind of that sucks though, right? Like you you're about to make a call and all of a sudden your thing gets turned off and locked. You're like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I think that would I think that would pretty much suck. Then make your day. <laughs> uh, they say if the passcode was set on the device, uh, iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch or Mac, the user could simply enter it, change their password and avoid having to deal with the ransom. But if no passcode was set, Apple device owners reported having to erase their entire phone or device. If a backup existed, this could then be used to restore it, uh, hopefully not involving the the thing that messed it up in the first place, right? In the backup. Because yeah. then you're just changing passwords all day. <laughs> all day, all day, every day, man, I'll oh, tell you. That's so great. You're, you're going to have to stay up late and quit partying just to change all your passwords. Mike, you talking about you're sort of tired of it. I'm a little nervous now because I got an email from Amazon about my password being reset Uh-oh. or attempted to be reset. Did That's you really? Attempted. Yeah. So cool. does they give you info like uh, Facebook does? If someone tries to log in, it'll tell you kind of where they're. Well, no, what it does is says, okay, we got your request to reset your password and click here to verify the reset. Of course, I'm not going to click it because I haven't requested the password change. But it just makes me wonder, was somebody trying to brute force me or what have you? Or was it one of these hard heads here trying to find another toy? And ah, yeah. You know, what it sounds like to me is them. it sounds like either somebody tried to get your account but messed up in how they were forwarding messages and didn't get the message to click here, or somebody forged that message and sent it to you so that you would then click here, be taken to a, like a, a, a Amazon clone site, and then they have your login credentials. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Or your kids closer. just messed up your 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 stees there on Amazon, and now you're going to have to <laughs> keep a better eye on them or something. So far, it looks legit. I'm not clicking on anything, but so far, everything looks View legit. it in a text editor and see what the headers say. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Interesting though. And I mean, we see this stuff all the time, right? People getting messages sent to them from USPS when they never ordered anything. They click the tracking thing, and boom, now they're infected. I mean, this stuff happens all all the time. 
did you guys talk last night on Attack the Android about the the, the forced Spotify app download? Yeah, yeah, we oh. we mentioned that. None of us were really uh, Spotify users. I I gotta tell you, you're you're fatigued on all this security stuff. I haven't had to reset one password for some reason. The sites that I use. Like I, I didn't use eBay. I didn't. I mean, I don't use these ones that are getting attacked. You don't shop at Target. No, exactly. <laughs> it's just a matter of time before. Man, you, man, your ass don't buy nothing anyway. What are you talking about? I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> when my debit card did get hit, they tried to take out more money than was in there. So, <laughs> what's up now? Huh? Fooled you. <laughs> Love it. That's- that's very strange, though. I don't understand what the what the attack was, but you you had to replace your Spotify app in order to stay safe from a um, from a risk of hacking. I think what the Spotify app update did was just force you to reset your password or something. But yeah, I'm not sure for sure. Oh no, I had to I had to download a whole new app. That new Spotify music app, once it downloaded, and once I ran it. De, uh, uninstalled my old Spotify app, and then I had to down, re-download all of my Spotify music. I thought for a while that maybe they'd had to change the DRM because they'd somehow broken the DRM on Spotify Android. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I had already taken Spotify off of my device, um, so what I haven't you, seen any type what of... What do you use for streaming music now? I'm strictly Google Music now. Yeah, you and you you're real happy with that. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I still have Spotify on the desktop. Yeah. Um, because I still I still kept my little playlists intact and whatnot. And every now and then something will come to mind and and I'll say, Well, let me go through my Spotify playlist and make sure I can match it up in Google. And <clears throat> nine times out of ten I'm able to do that. So that's why yeah. I've been sticking yeah. with Google. Because yeah. they've caught up on their library. Yeah. Finally. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Spotify said that they they was uh they identified an unauthorized access to their systems and internal company data and according to them they said the breach affected just one user, right? So somebody clicked something that they probably shouldn't have, right? Well, at work. Yeah, yeah. Uh they said that the it did not include any password, financial or payment info. They've contacted this individual they say, based on our findings, we're not aware of any increased risk to users as a result of the accident, but as a general precaution, certain Spotify users will be signed out and asked to re-enter username and passwords. And then they said they also released an updated app and encourage users to upgrade, uh, saying that the offline playlist will have to be re-downloaded in the new version. They apologized and then said, that it is a necessary precaution to safeguard the quality of our service and protect our users. So I don't know what if the playlist has something to do with that or if that's the part that got hit and that's where they got in or what. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's a weird breach, and I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it. You know, it. It took me all of about ten minutes last night when I was wanting to listen to some music at bedtime, but it, you know, it's not a big deal. It's going to happen. Change all my bloody passwords. Right. Again. (laughs) And of course, I mean, this stuff's going to happen more and more, right? Like a lot of this stuff wasn't created when this is kind of what we talked about last night is that a lot of this stuff wasn't created with the security in mind. 
It was just like, oh, let's see if this, you know, can can do what we want it to. And then it's security always seems like kind of an afterthought when when it comes to this kind of thing. But oh whales, Apple, Spotify. Who's gonna be next? You guys got any predictions? Who who will we see next? Microsoft hasn't had a big data breach for a while. I think it's their turn. Well, I'm thinking Amazon, considering these messages. And then they also pissed off a they pissed off a uh, book publishing company, right? Did yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I want to say last week they had a dispute with a um, pretty prominent book publisher, and it turns out that when you go to search for a book that was published by this company, it, it wasn't showing up in the search results on Amazon, even though it was there just a day or so before. You know, I guess there's some type of contractual um, disputes that were going on. I never did follow the rest of it, but... Oh, there, there, there's an aspect know. of that where, you know, if you search for a book from a certain publisher, it'll come up, but it'll say, this book is available to you in three to four weeks. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what <laughs> Netflix does, right? With certain things, you want to stream it, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't available streaming. That's... That's just Amazon's way of giving that particular publisher the finger. Right, yeah. right. That's, that's pretty awesome, Amazon. <laughs> I like that these companies can get big enough to the point where the thing that they needed the most, they completely just give the finger to now, and they're like, we're good. We're, we're, <laughs> we're good on our own. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Were you trying to publish books? I was busy over here on my computer publishing <laughs> books. <laughs> publishing your books. <laughs> all right uh i think i don't know who i use like if they offer two-factor i mean and that's just for user side of it as far as like somebody getting i would say adobe but i almost feel like that's just like taking a cheap out like they kind of get hit every week with a new exploit same with oracle java that kind of stuff it kind of happens all the time so um i don't know do you think it's google's time or are they too good? Are they too security focused and open source with that sort of thing? That oh, I think, yeah, I think with them being being high up on the open source market, they're they'll they'll be all right. Facebook maybe again. I mean, it's been a long time since we've heard of a Facebook <laughs> yeah, breach, hasn't it? <laughs> Facebook is a breach, and it's a feature breach of your data. Uh, let's see. Did you guys see the? This is cute. The uh, little self driving car here. Uh, that, oh, man, I have it. I want one. Right? It yeah. reminds me. I saw a picture on Google+. Plus. I'll have to find it for you guys. But do you remember the old play school cars, like when you were a kid or maybe when I was a kid? We yes. had They yeah. had one of these <laughs> painted like that, and somebody said something about, like, our dream has finally come true. The car we had as a child is now available. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I saw that thing, and I was like, why are they putting these these – that's not even a smart car. That's like a quarter of a smart car. It was so tiny. Yeah, here if you if you guys are watching live, here's here's what it looks like. <laughs> so cute. It looks like it looks like a a a Disneyland Autopia car. Yeah, I think <laughs> with, I with a bubble over it. I saw yeah. that somebody made that comment as like this is what happens when we're brought up on Disney. Like, look at the cars yeah. we're driving or that we're making. It's like, yes. yeah, totally. It's it has a face. It's out of the movie Cars. That's what 
It's got a face. Got got cute little button nose there. Yeah, this car is giving me pareidolia. It's weird seeing faces now. I'm so sorry, man. What's pareidolia? When you see faces in things like the, uh, uh, uh. the I'm I'm seeing a face in this now. <laughs> it's our brains, you know, trained to recognize facial things from survival back in the day. We kind of see it now everywhere, but. Uh, yeah, one of the world's largest tech companies in car business now. Uh, they announced Tuesday on a blog post they're going to test 200 of these little cuties just rolling all around. Uh, if you look here, you see how the car sees things with the LiDAR, right? Just constantly mapping. That's cool looking. That is pretty cool. Just totally mapping stuff. You know, I think one thing is people are are at least from what I've seen in social media, people are a little confused about the whole thing. This is right now geared towards helping people that can't really get around, you know, the, the blind and the deaf and stuff like that, people like that. Um, so it's going to serve a purpose. Uh, now, once you get into having self-driving cars for regular Joes, so to speak, that might be a different story. And even with that, just like with Google Glass, uh, give me version 3.0 before I put my behind in it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, that's what we say now. But I think I think 10 years from now, people are going to feel like self-driving cars are a lot safer than mm. cars with teenagers at the wheel. So, and I agree with that, Mike, for sure. Because it's yeah. it's going to be a computer, and by then the the, the algorithms and the, the technology we're using to map the roads, and we'll have smart roads hopefully eventually. It'll all all go go into that. I'm curious, Ant, do you, you are you saying they made it look like this because it's used for blind people, and blind people don't care what the car looks like, or? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. So okay, don't put that on me. I was just. No, it's just this, the, the whole thing. I've seen a lot of things in my social media, and people are like, this is so stupid. There is no way I would do this. There is no way this, this should be allowed on the road. But nobody is thinking about the blind man that wants to be able to get out and feel the sun and feel the, just the, the, the thrill of going down the highway yeah, to go yeah. see his grandparents and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, or, or, or taking himself down to the barber shop just to get the haircut without yeah. having to get someone to help him. Right. I no, think I, people are too self cool. they're too self-absorbed in like, oh, I wouldn't use that or I wouldn't be afraid of that or whatever. And they don't think of those other use cases, right? Yeah. Like put a few of think, these on a campus or in an airport, you know, something like that. I mean, you could do all sorts of things. And I believe they're partnering partnering up with Uber, right? Yeah, I think I read that. So they'll you'll be able and this is what we've talked about, right? Way back in the day is that one day you'll be yeah. able to just hop on your phone, hit a couple buttons and your car's there. Not your car, but a car is there. The Jetsons. And it knows what you want to listen to cuz it has your Google Music. It knows where you're going cuz it has your Google Maps. I mean, if you're on Google and this comes and picks you up, like you're pretty well set. It could you know probably that. Check this out. It could probably design a whole personality inside of the car based on the signals it gets from your social media interaction and make it a personalized experience. It's possible. 
you're going algorithms. To, you're, going to, you're going to climb in the car, and it's already going to know where you want to go without it's gonna, you telling it. It's going to be right. bumping Dr. Dre's latest through its new beat stereo sound. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, this is a Google car, not an Apple car. It's like I'm taking you to the club with a bottle of bub. Let's go. <laughs> I can't wait to see these things everywhere. I want to see like a four-wheel drive SUV snow version for Montana. Now, now don't get me wrong. There is an advantage from time to time to, to get behind a wheel and drive yourself. There is a thrill of, at least for me, here in the, the foothills of North Carolina when I can go through the mountains and stuff on those winding roads. Man, just that exhilaration right there. That's, that's nice to have. But then on the flip side, sometimes I just want to be chauffeured. Man, do you get that exhilaration going to work every day, sitting in traffic? Because I don't. I didn't say work. (laughs) Right, but that's what I'm saying, right? Different use cases. You can pull out the 78 Stingray when you want to go cruise a buck 20 through the S-curves. But for every day going to work for 90% of the people on this planet that, you know, have to commute to work, if you automated that whole thing with traffic, with, you know, merging and, and highways, like you could really make that way more efficient and all but eliminate things like you were saying, accidents and uh, traffic jams, stuff like that. Yep. All the while listening to Dre's latest. <laughs> <laughs> it's called I Got a Billion Dollars and You Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I want to sing that too. Right. Off the latest album. What's up now? Uh, This is kind of cool. Speaking of like this crazy tech that is like sci-fi almost. Skype, Microsoft coming out with some real-time translation by 2014. And the people that I've seen that have seen the demos or interacted with it say it is very scary how well it works. So that that's kind of cool. Larry talked about this uh, in a a couple episodes back. Um, I don't know where he saw it, but um, I want to say there was a video, and when it popped up, it was pretty damn impressive. It was either Larry or, or Mr. Rothman. Was it you? It was Larry. I remember okay. him talking about it, and he'd run he'd run some tests where he did like English to Spanish and back to English to test how it came out. And he he was saying that the quality was really surprisingly good. But that it wasn't was the, the real fly too, right? Yeah, totally it on was... the fly. Yeah, totally, that's impressive. Yeah. But to somebody else, because this is like I'm talking in Spanish, but you're hearing me talk in English. Because... English, correct? Yeah. Really? Okay. So, so we connect. You call somebody in uh, in in Moscow, or you call somebody in China. And they're they're speaking Mandarin and you're speaking English, but you're communicating es- essentially in real time in in each person hearing the other in the the one person's native language. It's it's really sci-fi stuff. Yeah, they announced it at CodeCon in Rancho Palo Verdes, and they said that uh, a beta is coming with this real-time translation in it uh, by the end of this year. Now, I have to say, it, it has been done. I mean, back in about 1968, Star Trek had the universal translator, and that was essentially the same thing. Right. 
and it worked amazing. I mean, that was alien. Then we're talking really other planets. You're talking German. <laughs> German. Yeah. Am I going to order <laughs> order a, a sausage or something? Come on. I want to talk to aliens. We're talking Klingon to, to uh. English. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I never was a Star Trek fan. I know, right? Oh, you missed <laughs> give, out, kid. Give me some Stargate. <laughs> I just started Star Trek. I just started Star Trek this um this weekend. I went all the way back to the late sixties season. Nice. And um I've watched two episodes so far and I gotta tell you, it's it's not bad and, and seeing the tech the oh, tech yeah. in that thing, man, it's it's to think about the the writers, the the, the the foresight that they had about the technology down the road from there, you know, it, it, you see in tablets, you see in little mobile devices and stuff, and then they turn around and have a crappy looking ceramic or clay looking set. You know? That's so <laughs> good. <laughs> but I got to tell you, back back when that was first broadcast, and I was like a teenager, I was in high school when it first came on. It, yeah, it just blew my mind. Yeah. It was it was the best thing on television by far. Now, Aunt, was it was it a future prediction, or did someone go back in time and tell them, "Here's the future," and then they just sign their set? Right? You don't know. You, you know, don't know. Have you been talking to Kurzweil again? No. <laughs> My friend Kevin's kind of on the whole simulation thing, though, and I keep like trying to like figure out a way to prove that it's not and I can't do it and it drives me crazy. It's like you're you're probably right, a hole. We probably are. Though. Kevin's pretty sharp. Though. Yeah, yeah. We're about to blue screen this simulation. Come on. <laughs> so this will be cool. We'll have to I don't know, we we have international listeners. When we when this comes out, we have Skype. We should do like some live demos if we can get some Spanish or German or whatever. Uh, on the show, we can try it out. Definitely. In real time. <laughs> Live. Uh, let's see. We should talk about the 2014 Internet Trends Report. This is kind of cool. Uh, Mary Meeker, she's a tech analyst. Uh, there's a few points here. Some observations she had. Uh, data mining, she says, we're only meaningfully uh, analyzing a tiny fraction, 1% of the available data. Uh, she says tech startups are leading the way in both expanding and understanding the data. Uh, Single-purpose apps uh, moving away from being catch-all towards standalone, like we've been seeing with uh, Facebook Messenger, uh, Google Plus. I mean, for example, you had Hangouts, you had, or you had Messenger, you had Google Plus, you had the camera. Like it's it's uh yeah, selectivity. She says uh, we're sharing more content with a narrower group of people rather than broadcasting a little bit to everybody. Uh, things like Snapchat and everything, uh, which now accounts for seven hundred million daily photo shares. Seven hundred yeah. million photos a day, right? Daily Most photos. Most of those coming from my granddaughters, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> from all of your children's <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, she talks about China uh, saying that they're as a leader in mobile, uh, mobile commerce development through its messenger application WeChat which has 400 million active mobile users now uh, you can bank and invest book restaurants buy groceries uh, it says DD Taxis generates 5 million daily rides by integration with WeChat 
basically, like, we're doing everything down here now instead of up here on the on the computer, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you remember a day when you had to go into the computer room and look something up real quick? Now it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Google, what is this? <laughs> and it's right. like, here it is. And Yeah, let me just slip my little universal translator device out right? of the... Right. Out of my pocket. <laughs> Powered by Beats headphones audio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, just she... happens to contain every book ever written. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, Amazon. Uh, she's talking about cryptocurrencies, uh, keeping faith in Bitcoin despite its crash in value. Do you guys you guys share that? You, you guys agree that there's a Bitcoin is here to stay? No. No? Mike? No. Uh I I think in the longer term, I, I don't know what's going to prevail in the short term. Not necessarily Bitcoin, but a Not, cryptocurrency yeah, but in I general. Think in is... the longer term, some form of cryptocurrency is right. where we're going. Do you think we're, that, we're Ant? That, yeah, okay, yeah, I should have these, phrased These paper notes we have in our wallets and these coins, forget about it. They're on their way out. We're, we're, we're moving to bits. And we should, right? I get so excited every time I go somewhere where they have the little tap to pay thing. I t- I will put my card away. I will pull my phone out. I'll go into settings and enable NFC because it's rare when it happens and I'll use that and it's the coolest thing when it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it should be. Why can't it be like that? Why are we but still It's because the three of us are nerds. Well, also. <laughs> <laughs> and if yeah. my phone didn't work, I have my Google Wallet card. Let me tell you I go into that same store with that same tap to pay thing with my wife, and she's going to she's going to back away in horror. She's tapping it like with her finger. She's like, I don't get it. Did I pay? Did yeah. you take my blood? Did I just? That's about the size of it. Right. I'm just saying. Uh, she says, uh, five million Bitcoin wallets worldwide, which is an eightfold increase year on year, shows extraordinary interest. And of course, I mean, it should be all cryptocurrencies, I guess, because who knows which one it will be. Uh, declining costs, she says, computing, storage, bandwidth, and handsets are all decreasing, uh, though data costs can remain high, right? Your ISPs, thanks. Your mobile ISPs. <laughs> Your net neutral. <laughs> Mobile ISPs. Appreciate that. Uh, She says the average global smartphone price is now under $363. Although if you're in Australia, of course, you'll pay a little more. Uh, Mobile growth. Mobile usage now accounts for 25% of all web traffic in 2014, uh, which is up from 14% a year ago. She says Asia and Africa represent a significant portion of that. Uh, developing nations leapfrog the PC and laptop era, going straight to smartphones. That's another interesting thing, right? If you don't have the infrastructure, smartphones are kind of made for, you you know, if you don't have a place you can just keep your desktop plugged in and running and a monitor and all that, all of those places, they completely skip that that frame of this evolutionary path we're on uh, in the technology. And they like, they just got tablets and phones and love it. Dude, uh, if we can get rid of pennies and nickels and and desktops, desktops, pennies and nickels, definitely a big step forward, right? (laughs) I like that. 
I, I think it leads eventually to a, a society where where there's much less focus on cash and payment process and so on. I mean, think of think of how much easier um, uh, transactions are going to be in the future, where where you just you walk through a grocery store, you fill your cart, uh, they're all tagged, all all of the items are tagged with um, chips. You walk through a scanning machine, takes a second. It debits your bank account, and you're on your way to the car. Without even mm-hmm. stopping. You just walk right through it. It's done. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's almost yeah. singularity-ish, Mike. Have you been yeah. talking to Rakers? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a caveat. Actually, actually the... it hasn't been so much talking as a mind meld. Right, right. We use the nano. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Ant? Then there's the caveats of that right there happening and, and jobs are going away, you know. And that's what they say, right? In the future, we won't need jobs because we will have all of the work done for us. Right yeah, before the robots go on strike and then kill us all. <laughs> I've seen that this. I do see. Yeah. yeah. Now you're touching, a, you're touching a, a sore point there, man. I just think, like, you know how humans are. You know what we're going to do. It's going to be like Abe Lincoln free the slaves, 1800s, all over again, except they're not going to need Abe Lincoln. They're just going to kill us. <laughs> be like, hey, drive me here. It's going to be like, nah, not today. Right off the river. <laughs> right off the roof. <laughs> right off the roof <laughs> into the river. <laughs> yeah. Here in the Bay Area, we have all these bridges. They're just going to take us out to the middle of the Bay Bridge. And right. Here, <laughs> your destination drink. is on the right. Exactly. <laughs> Watch your step. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, talking about videos, mobile sh- mobile's share of online video plays is rising and now accounts for 22%. Uh, consumers expect to watch TV on demand and on their own terms. Now, that's a future I can get down with. Uh, tablets, unit shipments are growing faster than desktops or laptops ever did, but still have more room to grow at 6% market penetration. Uh, saying uh, 84% of American mobile users use their device while watching TV. We call this dual screening, I guess. Is that I what do it all the time. Is that what we're Guilty. calling it though? Dual screening? Really? Works for me. Really? <laughs> it's, that's all layman's, right. Matt. Come on, that works. Dual screening. I I don't know. We'll have to it's think not it's, as geekacular as you would like it, but it works. I I don't even know what I would call it. Not paying attention to what you're watching. I don't I don't know. What Matt is that? Leon. Did pulling a Matt <laughs> Lee? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say something? Like dinner sitting in front of you just getting cold? I'm sorry. I was dual screening. I have two eyes, so. 84%. We're all just on our phones all the time. I see people walking on their phones all the time. The scary thing to me about this. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. This this research report from Mary Meeker is that she's got like 164 different PowerPoint slides. I, I could set out to read this and, and get, get to sleep, get, get put to sleep for the next six months. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a link to this in the show notes at yet yeah, another <laughs> If you so decide, 
who who has time to read 164 PowerPoint slides oh, man. of how much time humanity wastes on the internet? Is that's basically <laughs> what this is? Let's be honest, tech journalists or not, this is a freaking PowerPoint presentation on how much time y'all waste on the internet. That's all oh. it is. We can break it's it down. We, see it here, we, we can break it down any way you want by mo yeah. by video. Let's talk about by angry bird houses you've destroyed. I mean any any chart you'd like. I have 164 pages of it right here. Right here. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> and of course, ending it with what the internet was really made for, which is advertising. Uh, she says global internet advertising grew 16 percent this year, and mobile. By 47%. The average revenue per user for Google, Facebook, and Twitter has remained stable. Because, you know, we're still looking at all the same shit. You know, there's some days, Matt, that I try to be social, believe it or not. And if I happen to to stumble across something that people are watching live, you know, like a ball game or what have you, and... They're tweeting about it or whatever. I I tend to, well, not tend to, but I'll try to follow those tweets or follow the posts on Google Plus or what have you in reference to the game. And and it's 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 just an extra enhancement to the entertainment, you know, to you know to see people's reaction to the 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 fake field goal attempt that was missed or you know or late hit and the penalty and things like that. And, you know, because people would troll and troll and troll one another, and it, and it can be pretty entertaining. Oh, you know? so, I'm yeah, sure. I'm looking at that screen in my in my hand as well as looking up on the television at the same time. You know, it, it's it's pretty entertaining. I'd... Or the whole Google Now thing. If I'm watching something, and tell Google Now to listen to the TV. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I, I should you start know, trying. I do that every now and then to get a, a few extra tidbits about whoever is you know acting. You know. That's cool. I'll tell you what, though. Every time, every time me and my girlfriend are watching something, and there's a hashtag that comes on, I'll like reach for the tablet and just get my hand slapped. <laughs> so maybe, maybe eighty-four percent of us are doing it by ourselves. I guess yeah. I don't know. Or maybe you're both doing it. See, she won't. She won't. Reaching, reaching for your tablet while your girlfriend is is around is just. Another well, way of saying while we're watching TV, come on. I don't <laughs> I call care it normal, you. Mike. <laughs> I call it normal. <laughs> it's getting there, right? We are we're gonna have these things embedded all up on our bodies pretty soon. <laughs> uh, and let's uh, let's end the show with this little happy note. A report on the Verge: U.S. internet providers sent over one point. 3 million piracy warnings in the system's first year. And that may seem like a lot, but then when you kind of get down to it, they're saying that uh, they were early strikes during which it was like their initial education period, they called it. And th these were early strikes during which the message to suspected pirates attempts to teach them about copyright infringement and acquiring content legally. Those accounted for close to 1 million of the warnings, with less than 100,000 reaching the final two strikes. I got one of those messages. Did you? 
<laughs> Some, somebody's not using a private torrent tracker, is he? I, I got I got one not too long ago, and it was a little surprising. I was like, what is this? Oh, damn. Damn, yeah, I got to go to copyright school. Shit. All right. And, of course, just like you said, you got to know what you're doing to, to sort of cover your footsteps there. You know, but I was I was impressed. I was like, okay, so they are watching, obviously. I believe it or not, in our little town here, I have two friends that I know of that have gotten those. Not mm-hmm. me. I've I for as much as I may or may not allegedly just watch TV for free, like I've never gotten anything like that ever. I've I've known people that have gotten a letter in the mail actually. Like to your mailbox, your real I I have to go outside and check the mail mailbox? Not me, but people uh-huh. some people I know, they have gotten they have gotten a letter from their ISP in their wow. USPS box. Right, right. You know. Saying stop it. <laughs> yeah, just a little slap on the wrist. You yeah. know, it, it, it starts out as hey, we just wanted to let you know um <laughs> you had some traffic that come from a site that is uh, uh notorious for having copyright infringement. So just be careful because we don't want you to be guilty by association. You're like that's Whoa. weird, ISP. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought this was Merca. How do you know what I'm looking at? Hmm. We've been watching you. Yeah, we have. <laughs> it's pretty they're, candid. They're like, we weren't. We just saw you mention something on Yats. Which, by the way, if you want high-speed packets, you're going to need to pay us a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Give up the goods. Right. You want you want people to actually watch your show? Oh, that's going to cost money. Uh, they say only 265 of the warnings in 2013 were challenged. <laughs> so what is that? 1.3 million 265 were challenged. Uh, the center oh. says that none of them were determined to be inaccurate. Really? The center whose system it is has determined that their system is not inaccurate? Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's that's fair. That's not bias at all. Uh, oh, several dozen of them were successfully overturned, however. So, like, at least 13 of those <laughs> were overturned. Uh, on the grounds that the account holder was not the person responsible for the detected piracy. Right? So, like, oh, I didn't know somebody was on my Wi-Fi. They must have been downloading that or something like that. I guess maybe grandkids come over for the weekend. I don't know. Sure. I, I don't reminds know. Me of, reminds me of the time I was hurrying, driving, hurrying to get home for dinner. And I just just accidentally went through this red light. And just as I was crossing the limit line there, this this bright light flashed in front of me. And a, uh, a, few, yeah. a few weeks later, I get this I get this set of pictures in the mail. Oh, yeah. Offering me, offering me the opportunity to pay the, Pay the ticket by, by, uh, by credit card or, or uh, you know, go plead in front of a judge. And they got these pictures of me dead to rights. I mean, this, this <laughs> dude looks, looks exactly like me behind the steering wheel. <laughs> I was so bummed out. Just about to make the oh crap face. Yeah. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's the exactly. And you know, nine times out of ten, they could probably just Photoshop that. But you're not going to want to go stand in front of a judge. You just pay it. 20 bucks, 30 bucks, that's ransomware. I'll pay it. <laughs> exactly. 
Give me my give me my right to drive back. Here's twenty bucks. They got they got me busted. Uh, they say our initial research into consumer attitudes, along with what we have seen in our own data, shows that consumers do respond to this kind of educational system that alerts them to infringing activity on their account and helps them find the content they want easily and legally. Hmm. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I just think about YouTube and the whole copyright school. YouTube pretty much shuts you down until you hit acknowledge so that's not necessarily saying um i was i i respond to this it's just like yeah i did it whatever leave me alone this is basically uh you're installing software and clicking next 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 yep you're not click you're not reading any of that you just want the damn thing to go you know yep yep Uh, they say similar systems haven't been as well received, like the one in France, which wasn't that one of the first ones. I feel like that was like the first one everybody got all like, they're like, they're going to disconnect you from the internet if you do this three times. Yeah, that was like a three strikes and you're out. Right. And they say that was gutted and replaced with a more basic system of limited fines shortly after its initial implementation. Uh, still, the major decline in repeat offenders suggests the system could be having an effect, at least in the short term. And at the very least, it should allow consumers to avoid lawsuits from the MPAA and RIAA, which also wouldn't mind being able to avoid perpetuating images of themselves as complete uh, D-bags. End quote. (laughs) No. (laughs) End quote. Uh, No. But, you you know, that is one, I guess, upside to this, right? Less people getting sued for a hundred grand MP3 or whatever. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather get a warning letter than a a bill for $48,000. And you know why it's responsive. People are responding. They're like, "Oh, you caught me. I better hide my tracks better then, right? I got yeah. three tries to really dial this system in." That's that's when I say, "Damn, I got to ask my friend Matt Lee about that." <laughs> that uh You got any more invites left? Yeah, yeah that VPN I got a few. Thing. I got a few. I got a few. <laughs> I'll tell you that site broke some records with Game of Thrones. I'll tell I just a little inside that like usually uh after a show airs, depending on the time zone, it's up like within a couple hours. Game uh-huh. of Thrones was up fifteen minutes in like seven twenty, ten eighty, like whatever you want. They were on it. I I say very impressive. So yeah. yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> They're on it. On it. Good old ILT. All right. Uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to get to before we wrap this up? I think that was everything. I'm good. I want to give some props to Recode. You R- know, right on. Remember, remember the All Things D conference? I used to love watching that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and now they're Recode, man, and and they're not they're not skipping the beat. They did a conference without. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, they've had Sergey Brin there and um, uh, Satya Nadala. They've had a lot of big names there these last couple of days sitting down on that stage in that red chair, just like in uh, the All Things D conference. Nice. You know, it, it's props to Walt Mossberg and uh, Kara Swisher. Kara, Kara Swisher, yeah. yeah. I'll they... never talk to him or anything like that, but still, props to him. Yeah, they kind of took something that they made, and now it's like this giant vetted, yeah. you know, validated 
news source. That's pretty it's cool, theirs. right? It's theirs. It's theirs. Yeah, it's yeah. not the Wall Street Journals. It's theirs. That is know? cool. That's what's up, man. Hey, while we're, while we're talking, uh, props to uh, Google for releasing some of its employee data that and and intentionally yeah. i mean you know meaning to shine a light on a real problem in the tech industry mm-hmm. you know google with its 46,000 plus employees worldwide uh, of of its technical employees that is not the accountants or not the you know the administrators but its technical employees only 17% of the technical employees are women and only 2% of the technical employees are uh, Latino and 1% are African American and what Google is saying is with it is saying with this is uh, Silicon Valley is uh, is a boys club and that's mm-hmm. that's that needs to change and they're they're calling the industry on the carpet so props yeah. to them for for making the call yeah, it was very, very open. I saw that on Erica Joy's Google Plus. She's one of their employees that's been very, very nice to me over the last couple of years. And just seeing her candidly share that, just because Google candidly shared that, like, hey, look, this is yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, this is a real issue. And, I mean, you hear it about it a lot if you follow tech stuff like it's there's always a rumbling about that and like we need to get more women in the workplace we need to get more women up there with men in these technical jobs and everything and absolutely we do we do we do you know but the next question is if we need to get more women in this industry how yeah and that's a hard problem making there less men in the industry for starters, <laughs> no, I don't know. But again, just to, just in general, just in general here, and I hate to sound sexist here, but if you were to go up and mention uh, Objective C and C plus plus or or Python to a female and say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing to try to you know better my career and yada yada yada," would you like to sit down and learn this with me and maybe give yourself a leg up? And it would probably just sort of shy away from it. They probably know? think it's, you're trying to hit on them. Right. But yeah, or if you go up over and say, hey, I am taking up Spanish because being bilingual has, has proven to be pretty damn strong right. in the workforce. And they probably say, well, yeah, sure. It's Spanish. Both of them are, are languages. Both of them are totally foreign from English when you look at it. But Ones and zeros just never really translates to the females that I know. Anyway. You know what I think? I it's think, I think it has to start in in elementary school and junior high, high school, where yeah, I you got to get real early. Real early, you got to you got to bring young girls uh, uh, in, into the sciences and into computer science. You you look at the good computer science schools, and there's still a huge number of them that are big big majority men and if 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 girls see that and they see it's a boys club at that school they're going to be less inclined to go true i think it's like 100 years plus of it being that one way so now not only are we having to 
educate and just you know get get more women there you have to almost like go against all of this conditioning and societal norms and this is how it's been for so long so this is how it must be uh, as far as stem right i mean that's where it mainly is because if you look back 50 60 70 years all those jobs were male right because as this amazing american society i say that with sarcasm like the women were not in the workplace like that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's I mean, not our fault, but our fault as a whole. You know, that's how we decided would be the best way at the time to move forward building our society. And that's, we're seeing the fallout of that right here. This graph is like a prime example of that. Yep. Yep. Good, uh, no, good, I, good topic, Mike. Really interesting. I, I didn't even I know about that. I just wanted to do a shout out for Google for yeah. releasing the information and sort of bringing the conversation to us. Transparency, right? Yeah. Good stuff. Good place to end. Thanks for listening. Yet another com. That's our site. Check out Point and Shoot tomorrow. What is the challenge? Uh, the challenge is um, things in flight. Nice. The the winner has said that it doesn't necessarily have to be an airplane. Um, So I've seen a few shots of like hot air balloons, um, you know, a couple birds here and there. One person has their um, one of their children jumping from the fireplace over to like a couch or something. Nice, nice. You know, which is a tricky shot considering you got to properly pan with them going over, so you don't get a ton of blur. You know, so. It, it, it's it's as usual there's a lot of creativity in that smartphone photographers community that's awesome i'm always really amazed at what you've done with that from uh a google plus community like you didn't have a website and everything like we built yats and aota on you started that with just a community just and now community. you're like you're our most famous friend dude you know that you know it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to break out the trampoline cool. for this photos in flight thing i think That'll be fun. <laughs> Do it. Do Hell it. yeah. You have until 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Nice. I think that should be enough time. All <laughs> right. Mike Rothman, anything you want to plug before we get out here? Just uh, follow me at uh, that, that Works For Me, and you'll see all my stuff there. Nice. Catch us on uh, Stitcher. I almost said Twitter, and then I almost said something else. <laughs> Catch us on Stitcher. <laughs> if you subscribe to us in iTunes, also make sure to leave us a review. We appreciate that. helps more people find us. And uh, hit that share button. Follow us on Google+. Plus. We have a community for Yats as well as a page. You'll know when the shows go live and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. 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 Thank, thanks for listening, guys. We'll, uh, and girls. Huh? See? Look uh, at thanks you. for listening, everyone. <laughs> have a great week. Goodbye. Good night, Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.